Hello, 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 everyone. It's your girl, Sierra Lene, and welcome to the Getting Real with God podcast. So, you know I had to just revamp the whole entire podcast. At first, it was about inspiration and motivation and encouragement. And I just came to the realization that, yes, sometimes we do need motivation. Sometimes we do need encouragement, but that's just not enough. Really and truly, we need to set up a solid foundation with God. And the only way that we can really set up that sound foundation is by putting in that freaking work. You feel me? We have to put in the work and uncover some things, uncover some traumas that we went through in our past. We have to uncover the realizations of who we are now. You know, the things that we have done, the things that we do, the things that we plan to do. We have to be real with ourselves and God so that we may be able to really experience healing, really experience the fullness of the life that God has really called for us to live. I've come to the realization that a lot of us are living a lie. We live lies. We accept lies. We tell lies. And then we wonder why our lives are a disaster or unorganized or confused. Well, baby, today I'm here by God's complete and total grace. I'm here to help you. And as I'm helping you, really and truly, this is going to help me. I've lived a life of lies. I've lived a life of shame. Being ashamed to speak my truth. And when I say my truth, I mean the reality of my situation. The reality of the things that I've been through the things that I've done to people. But the Bible says that we shall be free. It says the truth will set you free. You should know the truth. You should speak the truth. You should live the truth. And in living in the truth, you will be set free. But before we get into all of that, y'all, I don't really care if you believe in, you know, believe everything. Okay, let me not say that I don't really care because I do care. I do care. But I am not concerned about whether or not you're going to be offended by the fact that I speak of Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. I have been the type of person that has believed in everything else. I I believed that witchcraft was real. I believed, you know, in science and numerology and astrology and all the ologies. I believed in all of that. I tried all of it. 
And all that it did was leave me confused, depressed, anxious, and struggling. I tried different religions, different religious views. You know, I tried it all, y'all. And I've just come to the realization that the only thing that really, really, really is the foundation is Jesus. The Bible says, and Google it, okay? Because I'm not the type of person to just have every scripture offhand. So Google it. Fact check me, okay? Look things up. Don't just go based on what everybody says. Don't just go based on what I say. Google it. Research it. Look things up for yourself. Because people can say anything that they want to say. And it does not necessarily mean that it is true. Research it for yourself. But anyway, John 10, 7. And I I actually had to research it myself, y'all. Because like I said, I don't really... um, I don't memorize scriptures. Like, I'm really not that good at it. I'll read it. And it's like... Well, I'm not going to say that I'm not that good at it. I'm going to more so say that I don't really try to become better at memorizing scripture. But that's besides the point. Um, So John 10, John chapter 10, verse 7 says, So Jesus said again, Most truly I say to you, I am the door for the sheep. I am the door. Verse 9 says, I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. So you have to understand that Jesus is the door. He is the foundation. But you have to walk through the door. And once you walk through the door, you have to understand that there are things within that door that you may have to do. Just walking through the door is the first step. There are things within that door that you may have to deal with. You may have to confront. You may have to heal from. You have to put in the work. Just accepting Jesus, it, it's a start. But no offense, it's, it's just, it's, there's more to do. So that brings me to my topic for the day. So today's topic is going to be in regards to marrying the wrong person. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background. And before I get into all of this, let me go ahead and pray because everything that I do, I I walk with God. I'm not perfect. Okay. Walking with God has nothing to do because I'll tell you this. God will tell me what it is I need to do. And I don't always follow the instructions. Let's just be real. I'm not about to sit here and act like, oh, God didn't tell me I needed to apologize to that person. Or God didn't tell me that I needed to pay this bill or take care of this or whatever. God tells me. (laughs) And that's 
That's what comes along with walking with God. He gives me instructions. I, however, don't always obey. And that's where repentance then has to come in. But that's a, a, a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. So let's go ahead and pray before we get into this discussion. Okay. Lord, Heavenly Father, my God, I just praise you and I thank you, Lord, for being just so patient towards me. Father, let the words that I speak not just be based on my own opinions, but let it be based on what your word says and what you say, Father God. Father, I pray that this helps to set people free um, as well as break me free from a lot of things that I may be holding on to as well. Forgive me for all my sins, Lord. The ones that I, I, I know I've done and the ones that I know I have not. The ones that I'm not sure if I've done them or not. Known and unknown, Lord, please forgive me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Holy Spirit, have your way. All right, y'all. So look, I'm going to give y'all a little background about Cece, okay? So I have been married twice, right? It is what it is. This is my truth, y'all. The first marriage, um, I actually married my baby father, the father of my child. And um, before I had married him, I knew that I was not ready. I knew that I needed time to figure me out and get some money because I was broke at that time. <laughs> I needed time to me, myself, I and God. But I didn't listen. I did not listen. And aside from all of that, I saw a lot of the red flags and I'm not going to speak anything bad on him because while he has his issues, I also had my issues. Okay. I was very toxic back then. Very, very toxic. Okay. So I knew I wasn't ready. However, I disobeyed what God told me to do. God said, wait, separate, focus on getting yourself together. And then eventually, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. I didn't follow instructions. So therefore, married the guy and it was a disaster. Okay, it was a total mess. Finally mustered up the strength after I think we dated for like two years and we were married for a year. And um, finally mustered up the strength. I asked God, I repented, first of all, because I was like, Lord, I remember you told me not to. And I did not follow instructions and I did it anyway. So I repented. I said, Lord, forgive me. Please help me out of this situation because I have no peace. I'm going to tell you all this. I am the type of person to where if I do not have peace, especially in my relationship with God, I have to make a change. I, I just cannot stay there. I can't stay there. I have to go. And I thank God for that because I believe that that's what's helped me stop myself from wasting so much time. Okay. So 
So God did. He helped me out of that situation. And I know people will say, oh, well, the Bible says don't divorce and blah, blah, blah. Well, the Bible also says that if infidelity is involved, you can divorce. Okay. <laughs> so I was out. I was out. I was definitely out. And then thank God for, you know, him sending Jesus on the cross because Lord knows I probably should be going straight to hell in, in a handbasket if we're going based on straight law and not based on just the grace and the mercy of Jesus having died on the cross, okay? So I got out of that situation and I was focused on just taking care of my child, you know, going back to school, you know, I played basketball and at that time I was like 23 or 24 um, and I ended up receiving another basketball offer um, to a college in Florida. Now, before all of that, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, Sierra, just go back to school. Don't worry about basketball. Don't worry about any of that. Just focus on raising your child and finishing school. So my degree is psychology. Right now, I only have an associate's in psychology, but we're working on getting the bachelor's. So I heard the Holy Spirit say that, but somehow, someway, y'all, I managed to date another person. Now, this guy that I dated, um, he was African and, you know, real deep up in the whole um, seeing in the prophetic and, um, you know, speaking in tongues and healing and deliverance. Okay. Now, like I said, I did grow up religious. Um, well, yeah for the most part. And somehow, someway, I got tied up in the whole um, name it, claim it, you know, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, you know, all of that. Got caught up in it. And when I started dealing with him and I saw the power that he had, um, I was intrigued. So fast forward, ended up marrying the dude Ended up actually, because he was living in Ghana, um, so I ended up flying out to Ghana and ended up marrying the guy. Fast forward, ended up finding out that whatever he said that he was a part of wasn't really what it was, and that I was not prophetic. I was more so um, a psychic. Um, I was definitely seeing things in the spirit. I remember... And when I say in the spirit, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about a, a familiar spirit that would come off like it's the Holy Spirit, but it's really a demon. So these demons, but I didn't know there were demons at the time. They, I thought that they were angels because they would come as light. They would come as light and they would come, you know, with all types of knowledge and all types of revelations and all types of things. And they would bring different things to me. And it's so funny, Lord. I just praise you and I thank you so much for even allowing me to go through that. Because it really just opened up my eyes to the reality of the spirit realm. It's real on both sides. Angels and demons. All of that stuff is real. Okay? And if you don't believe me, ask God. He'll reveal it to you. Okay? Anyway. 
So yeah, I was seeing all of that and demons would bring things to me. And But at that time, like I said, I did not know. So fast forward, I finally ended up coming across somebody who was really and truly um, a woman of God. And she started revealing to me that the things that we were doing were not of God, that we were actually speaking to demons. And it was actually Satan I was dealing with. I remember seeing a vision to where this man, he looked like Jesus, but he was standing at the top of this tower and he was so far away. And I kept saying, why are you so far from me? Why are you so far? Why do I have to climb all the way up? Why are you so far? And, you know, he wouldn't say anything. But now looking back, um, I've come to the realization that, like, that was, I, I, that was a, that was the devil. I'm going to just say it like it, like it was. That was the devil. And he had to be far away because I would have come to the realization of who he really was if he was up close and personal. Um, the visions that I now have of Jesus, he's always close to me. He's never far away. He's never far away. He's always very, very close. So anyway, um, so when I came to the realization that the guy that I was dealing with was not a man of God, and he was in fact, you know, I guess a witch, pretty much, and he was raising me up to be a witch, I got out of that whole situation. I sure did. I blocked it, blocked him. You know, um, it was a mess. It was a mess. And I, I got out of the situation. So that's my story, y'all. Married twice. And in both of those times, God told me they are not the ones. I heard it in my spirit. I saw the red flags, even with the African dude. There would be certain things where, like, um, he would say, oh, well, God's called us to be together. But like I said, I'm not feeling in my spirit like we, we were called to be married or together or anything. But I was so naive at that time and so desperate. And <laughs> thank you, Lord, for forgiving me for that. But I was so desperate that I was willing to just be with anything, be with anyone. And um, that just had a lot to do with just not knowing my worth, not knowing the worth that I had through Jesus Christ. You feel me? So, yeah, broke free from all of that. And after having gone through those things, now I'm realizing that I'm not the only one. I'll look at various marriages, various relationships. And I've realized that a lot of people are only with their significant other because they either had sex too fast and now are tied together through lust. Let's be real. It's lust. The sex is good. So now y'all are tied together. And even though you guys argue daily, you don't freaking 
really love each other. You don't want to let them go because this, that spirit of lust, let's call it what it is, spirit of lust has tied y'all together. So that's one area. Then you got the area of finances. You know, most often we'll date somebody and they offer their money to you. And here you are receiving their money. You know, they're pouring into your business. You know, they're pouring into your house. They're pouring into your car. They're pouring into your children if you have kids. And so here you are sticking with this person, knowing that God has told you that that is not the one for you. You stick with them anyway because you need their money. Or you're, you're pouring into their business and you don't want to see that go. There's so many different aspects to why you may be sticking with a person. And I'm here to tell you that if those situations are really not healthy, or even you hear God telling you, and I'm going to tell you that inner voice that you hear, that's the Holy Spirit. That is God. He's talking to you. That, whoa, 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 hold up. This ain't it. You might need to change your path. That whole voice, that's God. Listen to it. If you hear that voice, you may want to reconsider. I have been married twice, and I poured a lot into both of those relationships. The second, my second marriage, I poured almost, I would say, at least $10,000 into that relationship through the whole year and a half that we were together. Almost $10,000, y'all. Now, I, I'm sorry, I, I know there might be some people who are listening that have done even more. Congratulations, I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> but $10,000 was a lot to me, okay? But I did it. And I had to throw all of that stuff away, y'all. All of it. You know, with my baby father, had a child with him, you know? Went through homelessness, went through so many different things with this man, health issues, just so much, poured so much into him. But when God says that this is not it for you, most often the things that we poured into the relationships, God never told us to do those things. We did it in our own pride. We did that in our own self-centeredness, in our own self-gratification. We did that within ourselves. God ain't never tell you to do that. So you had to be willing, just like I had to be willing, to put my pride to the side. Thank you, Lord, for these revelations, Father. You're so good to me. I had to be willing to put my pride to the side and say, you know what? I messed up. I messed up. I poured into this knowing that you told me not to. And so now it's time for me to get out. 
So I try to allow a lot of the um, things that I speak on to be Bible-based. Um, I don't want it to just be like my opinions. is going to be based on the scripture and, of course, my personal experience and the revelations that God brought to me through the things that I went through. So today's scripture is going to be based on Genesis chapter 19, verse 26. And really and truly, you need to go ahead and just read the whole chapter 19 so that you can have a greater understanding of the, the background story of Lot and his wife. So here's the gist of the story. God was going to destroy these two cities by the name of Sodom and Gomorrah. However, Abraham, who walked very closely to God, had a nephew there by the name of Lot. Lot lived in those cities. So when Abraham had talked to God, he said, God, basically read the story. I'm paraphrasing. But he pretty much was like, hold up, I got a nephew there. Make sure that they come out first before you destroy the whole entire city. Boom. God sends an angel there to go pick up Lot, his wife, and his children. Now, God told them, Lot and his wife, don't look back. God gave them a specific instruction. When I'm destroying the city, don't you dare look back. Keep running forward. Keep moving forward. Let that past stuff go. That's a word within itself. Okay. Let it go. Don't look back. However, Lot's wife disobeyed that commandment. She ended up looking back. Now, when she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. Now, this is the exact scripture. I'm going to read it to you. Like I said, it's Genesis 19. Genesis chapter 19, verse 26. So it says, but Lot's wife, and I'm reading from the New World Translation, okay? Find the translation that works for you. But Lot's wife, who was behind him, began to look back, and she became a pillar of salt. How often... I'm going to speak on my own experience. God gave me visions and dreams and goals, things that I aspired to do within my life, right? He gave me those things. He put those things in my heart. Now, when I attached myself to certain people in a relationship-wise, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it's friends, whether it's family, all aspects of a relationship. Now, I know we are talking about marrying the wrong person. We will get to that. Let's just deal with relationships in general. So often, God will give us a vision. He will give us a certain instruction. Look forward. Run towards this goal. Do this thing. This is the plan that I have for you. However, we attach ourselves to certain people and things that are a 
stumbling block to us. They hold us back. They cause us to, or I'm not even going to say they hold us back. We allow them to hold us back. There are certain things that they do, certain uh, mindsets that they may have that are a hindrance towards the goal, that the purpose that God has given you and I. But instead of us letting them go and continuing to pursue the thing that God has called us to do, we continue to look back and stay connected to these people and these things. And here we are being a pillar of salt, being turned into a pillar of salt right along with the thing that's already a pillar of salt. If God is giving you a specific instruction to keep running, keep moving forward, keep pursuing towards that purpose that I've called you to do, don't allow anything or anyone to stop you or hinder you. Keep pressing forward and allow them to be that pillar of salt. Yes, Lord, I hear you, God. Just that's all you can say. Yes, Lord, I hear you, God. Now, in the aspect of being married, most often we marry pillars of salt. We connect ourselves to pillars of salt permanently. And when I say permanently, I, I use that term lightly because you have the choice to break free. You have the choice to move forward and do things differently. But you have to be willing to put your pride to the side and say, oh, Lord, I messed up. Give me direction on how to move forward, pressing towards the purpose and the goal that you have given me. Now, in my situation, yeah, I jumped ship. I got up out of them marriages because what you're not going to do is hold me back in any way, shape or form especially when it comes to my in my sanity. If, if something that I'm connected to is causing me to lose my mind, I have to disconnect. I'm, I can't. I, I cannot play about my sanity. But I will be honest with you and say that before I decided to leave those situations, I did pursue counseling. I found ways to make things work. I prayed. I fasted. I, like I said, I saw count. I, I, I went to counselors. You know, I went before my pastor. You know, I did everything. But the thing is, when God has not called you guys to be together, when he gave you a specific instruction that this is not what I have called you to be in and you disobey him and do it anyway, it does not matter how many resources you try to tap into. You're still going to have those problems. Let's be real. Let's be real. And you have to look at a repeated behavior. If you come to your significant other and you are also, because I'll give you an example, in my marriage, 
my previous marriages, I came to the individual and I told that individual what I did not like and how it was affecting how what they were doing greatly affected me and my child. And even through me telling my significant other at the time that what he was doing was affecting me, I also looked at myself, y'all. I looked at myself and said, okay, self, what do I need to fix? What issues do I have? One of them was anger. You know, another was jealousy, insecurity, you know, controlling. You know, I had issues within myself that I had to ask God to help me with. And I did. I changed those things. You know, I learned humility. You know, I I worked on them consistently. But at the end of the day, there were still some repeated behaviors that just did not work for me. So I had to move forward. So with that being said, I'm not condoning divorce. You know, I'm not condoning any of that. All I'm saying is let's get back to the root of the issue. You know, God can fix things. He can make things work. But we absolutely have to be willing to humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, seek his face, and then he will heal the land. Then he will fix things for you and I. But the first step is getting down on our knees and repenting, repenting, saying, Lord, I messed up. I connected myself to somebody that is not healthy for me. The situation is just not good for me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me from this situation, Father. Because one thing that I definitely know is that when God has really called you to be with somebody, all of that jealousy, you know, um, insecurity, toxicity, you know, abuse, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, you know, spiritually, all types of abuse, that's not going to be there. That's not what God has called for you to be with or do. Now, what I will say is that God is so merciful and so great that even when we do connect ourselves to these people, he can find a way to make it work. But again, it comes with humility. It comes with repentance. For example, in the Bible, when God had told Abraham and Sarah that he was going to give them a child between them two, Abraham and Sarah, Sarah got frustrated with God. She got tired of waiting and told Abraham to sleep with the slave. Now, God had gave Abraham and Sarah a promise, but they stepped out and decided to do something different. And in God's mercy and grace, he decided, I'm still going to give you that promise and I'm going to bless you in that slave that you decided to sleep with. Yeah, read the word, y'all. It's in Genesis, the, be the beginning of Genesis. So he blessed them 
by still fulfilling his promise, as well as blessing the union that they had with Hagar, the slave. So God is so merciful and so great that he will still find a way to make things work out for you in your favor. He can make things work, but you absolutely have to go back to step one and repent. Ask God, say, Lord, I messed up. I messed up, God. Help me in this situation. It help me in this situation, Lord. Help me. And he'll help you. How I knew it was time for me to get out of the situation that I was in. Um, like I said, when it comes to my peace, I, I don't play about that. If I have no peace in this situation, I'm not going to just keep just holding on to toxicity. I, I'm not going to do it. Especially if I'm praying and I'm fasting and I'm, I'm believing and, and all of this stuff. I'm sorry, I cannot continue to be in a relationship with you. We could be friends. You know, we could be friends and I, 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 could, I could be here for you, you know, and pray for you. But as far as us being, you know, connected sexually, you know, relationally, I'm sorry. Because when two or more are joined together, um, that's not the scriptures I want to use, but when you sleep with somebody, your spirit is joined together with that person. So that means that whatever demons, whatever struggles, spirits that they have connected to them, they those things are also going to war against you. So you're going to be struggling with those things as well. And when it comes to my salvation and my relationship with God and just my overall life, I don't have the patience to be struggling with your demons and my demons. No, uh-uh. Especially when you're not even working on fixing your demons. No. Mm -mm. I don't have the patience for that. So, I really believe that it's important for us to deal with these things because most often these things have to be dealt with so that we can be set free. That is God's goal. He has not called for us to suffer on this earth. Now it does say that we will suffer. But that is not his purpose. That's not his goal. That's not his desire for us. And if it is possible for us to avoid certain sufferings, because I'm gonna be real with y'all, most of the sufferings that I went through, I put myself through those things, okay? Sickness, disease, like certain things like those, you can't control those. But bad, toxic relationships, look, you can control that. You can find a way out of that. You don't have to deal with those sufferings. You don't have to deal with that. Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. You're going to continue to serve and 
and be connected to toxicity, or you're going to choose to be set free and really and truly obey what it is that God has called for you to do and become. And if you're connected to somebody because of financial reasons or, or whatever the case may be, let me tell you something. God provides. And when you stay connected to God and you work, freaking work, okay, put in that work, you will be fine. You don't have to be connected to a man or a woman that, you know, just so that you can succeed in life. The blessings, if it's really a blessing, there's not going to be some sort of stipulation to it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If it's genuinely a blessing, let me give you an example. God died on, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And there are literally no stipulations to it. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. All you, all, it's like the opportunity is just there. And it's up to you whether you want to choose it or not. For example, I know for me, now I'm not perfect, but when I give pe to people, I'm not looking for anything in return. I really don't care. I'm not going to say I don't care, but I'm not looking for anything in return. I'm not interested. I'm giving it to you with no strings attached. So if there are strings attached to the things that are being given to you, like strings like sex, you know, strings like you have to marry me, strings like you, you have to give something that deep down in your heart and you, your spirit, you know you do not want to do. Cut them ties off because you don't need that. That sounds like the devil to me. That's what the devil did with Jesus when Jesus was walking through the desert. It's in Matthew somewhere. Google it. <laughs> Google the scripture. <laughs> but when Jesus was walking through the desert, Satan had appeared to him and he said, if you bow down to me, I will give you all of this. But first you have to bow down to me. And Satan knew that Jesus was the son of God, but he wanted him to completely negate the name that God gave him just so that he could bow down to Satan. So like I said, if your significant other or, or whatever the case may be is, lo their love is contingent upon whether or not you give or you do or whatever the case may be. Is it really love? Because as far as I'm concerned, God loves you not based on what you do or don't do. He loves you because he is love. That's his nature. So you have a lot of things that you need to think about. And I don't, you know, I'm not really concerned about whether or not I offend you. I'm not really concerned about whether or not you agree with this. If you don't agree with it, you really don't have to follow it. But at the end of the day, this is definitely something that you should consider, um, especially if you really want to be set free.
okay? Because the truth, you, sh you need to know the truth. You need to live in the truth. You need to admit the truth. So that way, the truth may set you free. So I want to thank you guys so much for joining. Um, before I close out, I'm going to go ahead and just say a quick prayer. <sighs> God, my Lord, my Savior, my Deliverer. I'm not going to do the most, Lord. I just praise you and I thank you again, Lord, for the words that you've shared with us tonight, Father. Lord God. Give us the grace to be humble and willing to admit our faults. Give us the grace and the ability and the, the realization, the mindset to be able to say, I messed up. I connected myself to certain things and people that I had no business being connected to. There are pillars of salt in my journey towards my purpose, and I'm ready to leave them behind. Thank you, Lord. I'm ready to move on, Father. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me to come out of this situation, Lord. Help me to be set free. I know that it is your desire for me to be free. Because your word says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So it is your will for me to be set free, Father. But I have connected myself to things and people that I've allowed to hold me back. And I don't want to be like that anymore. Lord, I just praise you and I thank you for that revelation, Lord. And I'm believing wholeheartedly that your people will be set free by the revelation of your truth. The truth that you show or are showing to them. May you give them guidance on how to come out of the situations, Lord. And how to maneuver. And we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, there will be a new episode coming soon. I don't know when yet, but make sure you turn on. Uh, well, usually I post them on Facebook. So if you follow me or are friends with me on Facebook. Yeah, my Facebook information is Sierra. And that's C-I-E-R-R-A, Lene, L-L-A-N-E-A. So you just friend me or follow me on Facebook and you'll be able to see when I'll be posting my um, new episodes. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at get underscore real with, and that's just a W, um, God. So that's get underscore real W God. That way you can see when I'll be having new episodes coming up. 
Um, and then also just feel free to send me a message about any content that you may want me to speak on um, using the word of God. Um, and yeah, so thank you guys for joining the Getting Real with God podcast. I appreciate you. I understand that you are loved and that all things do work together for the good of those that love Christ and are called according to his purpose. But you got to make sure that you're in that purpose. You feel me? Alrighty, y'all. Bye.